ML Nation, episode 274. I want to fail exponentially, but I want to get my team to fail with me because truly that's the only way we can achieve success is through failure. It's a stepping stone. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. ML Nation, do you want 2017 to be your best year ever? then you must attend my training event, No BS, No Hype. You can attend either the one in Los Angeles on January 27, 28, 29th, or the one in Australia on the Gold Coast on June 30th, July 1st, and July 2nd. These are three-day events that feature not only me, but you'll also learn from seven-figure and multiple six-figure earners. And right now, you can save up to $400 with the early bird price. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash events. Again, that's mlnation.net forward slash events. Hey, ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. What's your purpose and vision? My purpose in doing what I do is to have a positive impact as many lives as possible, and that's why I started ML Nation. I'm loud and proud to be a network rocking profession because, number one, MLM allows us to fulfill our unlimited potential, and I want you to get that potential out. And number two, network marketing allows us to give back more. Number three, network marketing also allows us to be better parents because you're always leading by example. The stuff you're going to learn is not just going to affect grow your business, but at home, and that's where the leadership at home is the most important. Now, our mission at ML Nation is to empower 10,000 distributors to achieve a full-time income. And, you know, you must have a clear purpose and vision. Otherwise, you're never going to do the things, the tough work that are necessary for success to happen. That's why your purpose and vision is so important. And before we start today's show, let me just remind you to check out our partner, Networking Times. If you like ML Nation, you'll love Networking Times. Each issue is packed with amazing trainings and stories just like MLM Nation. Go check them out at mlnation.net forward slash times. And now here's today's iTunes review of the day. It comes from Chris N. from Melbourne. It says, Pure Gold Mentoring via Podcast. This podcast has helped me to get my business going. A lot of gold nuggets every interview. So, Chris, thank you for sharing that. Taking And ML Nation, if this show has helped you in any way, please take one to two minutes to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. They mean The reviews not just mean a lot to the show, but to the entire network marketing profession. We want to be the top show, the best show on iTunes, and show the people how strong network marketing is. So please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. All right, I'm fired and pumped up, so let's go to today's training. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I am fried up to bring our special guest today, Christy Kronzer. Christy, are you ready to make it happen? I'm ready, Simon. Let's do it. Christy Kronzer was in the financial industry before she discovered network marketing. In just one and a half years, she was able to go full-time, and then later on, she retired her husband. Today, she's in her company's millionaire club, top earner, Achieved the, and also achieved the top rank in her company and a fourth X top elite coach. So, Christy, I just given ML Nation a brief background, but please share more about what you used to do and how you discovered network marketing. 
Yeah, definitely. So actually, a lot of people don't know, even my team, but I discovered network marketing years ago. I had already started in the financial industry, and I had someone invite me to their company, and I joined, and a few weeks later, the company went under and disappeared. So that was my first first introduction to network marketing. And really what for me was in the financial industry, I was searching for more. And I know there are a lot of people out there who feel the same way. I was struggling. I was broke. Um, I had graduated college. I had all this debt. I didn't know how I was going to pay it off. I deferred all my loans. And then when the year came, like was gone and I had to pay those loans back, like, how am I going to do this? And I don't want to go get a second job. I don't want to have to work for someone else's schedule. Like I'm already doing that in my first job. Why do I want a second job that's going to take me away from my family? And I got to thinking like, I need to find something that I love, something that allows me freedom, that nobody can tell me how much or how little I make. I don't want anyone telling me when I can work. And so I started searching. I was actually searching for an opportunity. I didn't know that I was searching for network marketing. But when someone invited me to my company, to this opportunity, I had no questions. I was like, this answers everything. This is, this is exactly what I'm looking for. I want something that allows me freedom, time freedom, financial freedom, and I want something that I'm passionate about. I love helping people, and I wanna be able to help people on a daily basis to do something that I love. And I dove in. And I didn't, I wasn't that person that like straight out of the gate, I didn't know what I was doing. I actually was listening to an MLM Nation podcast this morning and I forget his name. I think it was Kevin, but he said that he didn't make, I think his first year he made like 17,000 or something. And as I'm listening to that, I'm going, oh my goodness, my first year, I didn't even make half that. Um, But it was at about a year and a half, my part, or actually a year, my part-time income Um, with my company surpassed my full-time income in the financial industry and I was able to leave my full-time job Mm. and really interesting I I have a couple questions to ask before going so the person that invited you how did they invite you about the the business because you joined right away I'm curious how was it an old friend was it a cold market how did they uh, invite you yeah yeah, so social media, of course, but she was, I'm a, I am was an Ironman triathlete, so I was really into swimming, biking, and running, and she actually owned a triathlon event company, and so, you know, we connected with similar interests, and she had worked for Microsoft, and she had left her full-time job with Microsoft to pursue coaching. And when she told me that, when she shared that part of her story, I was all in. You know, they always say facts tell, stories sell. So I knew nothing about the company. I knew nothing about like the facts of the company or anything. I just knew that she had done something that she loved. She had taken her passion for fitness and made it a business. Awesome. So in your company, you call it coaches, right? That's the yeah. people listening. Okay, so you basically met someone. You met that person online, social media? Yep. Got it. So, so acquaintance or was it like a group that you joined? Was it like a, no. a totally cool market? Yeah, totally cool market. So how, how did she reach out to you? Was it you were in the same – first of all, hats off to you. By the way, one of my dream boys is to do an Iron Man. So I respect that's big pop for you <laughs> doing Iron Man. Um, it's a lot of training. I know. You have to be ready for it. <laughs> so uh, was it like a Facebook group that she found you or she reached – what was it? Was it an Iron Man group? Yeah, yeah, it was online, just an Iron Man group, and she um, 
contacted me and was just like, oh, you know, connecting with me through our triathlon, through our love of triathlon. Um, I don't love it anymore. <laughs> My passion has kind of fallen by the wayside for that. Um, but yeah, and just connected with me on that and then just asked if I had ever considered um, additional opportunity, if I was interested in, in learning more. And um, I was, I was searching for something at that point. I had been going to job interview after job interview, just trying to find something that I would enjoy on a daily basis. I wanted something that I could create that was my own. Um, but I also, I didn't want to have a boss. <laughs> so searching, you know, I'm out there searching for opportunities and going to interviews and every interview I went to, I'm like, why am I going to these interviews? I, I don't actually want to work for somebody else. And even if they are paying me more, I still feel stuck. Hmm. You know, I was tired of feeling stuck. Yeah. So, so when, um, when you first joined network marketing, you said even your team doesn't know that the company went out of business. How long were you involved in that uh, business? It was just, I feel like it was three or four weeks. It was so long ago. Yeah. Um, after that, it was still, let's see, it was still another two or three years before I found the company I'm with now. So um, when, you, when the company went out of business three or four weeks, it didn't leave a bad taste in your mouth? It didn't bother you? No. Um, you know... Yeah, it didn't bother me at all. I didn't have any regrets or, you know, the company went out of business. There's not much I could do. Um, I guess I was kind of glad <laughs> that no. it happened earlier, you know, rather than later. But um, I, for me, it was just the vision. You know, I had this vision for my life and a typical job didn't align with that vision. You said that, um, I think a big lesson is, getting back to it, like people buy you, right? And then you bought your, your a mentor that sponsors you. You bought her lifestyle. You didn't even know, you said you didn't even know much about a company and stuff. You just joined because you, she had the life you wanted. Yeah, yeah. Hers, you know, she, she was into fitness. She was passionate about fitness. And I had always been looking for an avenue to help people with fitness. And she said, well, I left my full-time job at Microsoft. And it was that simple. I was like, that that's what I want. I want to leave my full-time full -time job in the financial industry. And if you're working at Microsoft, you're probably doing pretty well for yourself. So th that's perfect. <laughs> yes. I want to learn from her. So how did it go once you got started? The first You said your first year you made 6000 But let's go back to the first couple of weeks, let's so say the first four yeah. to eight weeks. How was that experience like? Yeah. So my first month, I actually almost quit. I, you know, I opened up my, my office, my website, and I looked at everything and there were zeros across the board. And I thought, how am I ever going to be successful? Maybe this vision of mine is just not real. People are telling me that, you know, having time freedom and financial freedom and loving what you do every day doesn't exist. It just doesn't exist in the world. You know, and people were telling me that and I said, it has to exist. And people were like, no, it's, it's life. Just deal with it. And so those those thoughts started creeping in like okay maybe everyone else is right maybe they're right that this is just life i have to deal with it maybe this is just some wild dream and it's not possible and i should just give up now and i sat back and i'm like no like this is what you want this says yes to everything you want in your life this this is in alignment with your goals and your priorities, you have to give this your all because what you're doing now is not in alignment with your goals and priorities. So why would you give that more time and effort than you're giving your own dreams on a mm. daily basis? I like that so. because the job and the old environment was not in the line with your dreams. 
No. Right. And you say give it all. What do you mean by give it all? Because yeah, a lot so of people, just, they say, I mean, the reason I want to ask you, because a lot of people say, oh, I want to go all out. But they're not really going all out. What does going, giving right. you all means? Right. So at the time, I was actually working full time in the financial industry. And then I was also training for an Ironman triathlon. So for those of you that don't know, an Ironman triathlon is a 2.4 mile swim. 112 mile bike and a 26.2 mile run. So I was busy. I was working out at least 20, maybe even 30 hours a week on top of my 40 to 50 hour a week job. And then I was building this business part time on the side. So for me, that meant I had to show up every day, whether that was for an hour or two hours. I was going before I went to bed. I had to get in the vital behaviors that were going to move my business forward. And so for me, that was, I needed to, to network with people every single day. I needed to build relationships with people every single day. And I needed to invite people to join me every single day. And, you know, I, whether that was an hour or two hours or three hours, whatever I could squeeze in, if it was 15 minutes at a time or 20 minutes at a time, all my breaks at work, I would take a break. Before this, I never used my breaks at work. <laughs> and then as soon as I started my business, I'm like, okay, I'm taking every 10 or 15 minute break that I'm required to take by law because I'm going to build my business during those 15 minutes. So when I say all in, I mean, show up every single day. Treat this like you would treat your job. A lot of times people will say, treat this like you would a business, but most of us have never owned a business before. And so we don't know what that actually looks like, but we know how we treat our job. We show up when we don't feel well because we don't wanna take our vacation time for sick time because we have very little vacation. You know, So I treated my business the same way. Mm. If I was going to give my boss <clears throat> my time, why wouldn't I do that for myself? Yeah, I think that's a, you know, people love to be their own boss, but they hate to be their own employee. Right, I think it's about. I think you brought a great point. Most people don't know how to run a business, but they all know how to treat it like a job. And a lot of times right. in a business, you got to work harder than a job. But even if you do the minimum, just showing up like you did, like every fifteen minutes. Because I think some people. But my first thing, thought was, how do you have time? You're training twenty hours. A week. It's not like you gave up the tra- you gave up the Ironman, right? So you still did nope. the training, and you had a forty hour. So how do you have the time? Is the solution you just told me? It's like during your fifteen minute breaks, instead of coffee breaks or whatever you did, you build a business. And so how many coffee breaks you get during a day, during a day? How many fifteen minute breaks? You probably can. Add I got it up two. At least two, right? So that's at least thirty minutes you can build a business. And, and I'm sure during your lunch break, you also made some calls as well. Yep, I got thirty minutes during lunch. I would go to my car and work. Yeah, so that's at least. <laughs> That's 30 minutes, and that's one hour a day. At the minimum, you have five hours a week. And then the weekends, you can, you, without the job, you can put in more time, right? Correct. You got it. So what was the uh, turning point of your business? Where, so you struggled. You, did, you were about to think about quitting, but then you kind of did, you know, quote, okay, you still made 6000 your first year. What happened there? Right. Um, yeah, so my first month, I made $70. And when I made $70, I was like, this is awesome. This works. Like I'm out there, I'm helping people. It doesn't matter that it was only a $70 paycheck. Most people would laugh at that. But for me, that meant that my vision could become my reality. I knew, like I'm sure a lot of you have read The Compound Effect. And I knew from reading The Compound Effect, my my degree was, was finance. And that's something, the future value and the compound effect we talk about all the time in finance. So For me, I knew right away, if I can make $70 my first month, I can compound what I do every single month, help change a lot of lives, and that, you know, 
my income is a direct reflection of the amount of lives I am changing. So I just have to consistently change lives every single month and residual income that, I mean, network marketing, I love what Eric Worre says, network marketing isn't perfect, it's just better. Mm, and definitely. that's, you know, when you're working for somebody else, you can't compound your efforts like that or your income, but you can in network marketing. Mm. So how long have you been in network marketing now? Five and a half years. Five and a half years. So what was your uh, turning point? So we said you made only 6000 your first year, and all of a right. sudden you earned enough in a year and a half to replace your job. So what right. went from 6000 to – and then you worked in finances. Right. You probably you made a decent income. It's not like you made 20000 right. a year. What made right. you – what was the turning point? Yeah, so in my first year, it was my first partial year that I earned 6000 So I hadn't been in network marketing for a full year. It was – I think around eight months or something like that. And in basically by my year mark, I actually had re weekly, I was earning enough to replace my full-time income. I didn't leave my job though, because I was terrified. I'm like, I have two jobs now. I'm earning double the income. So if I leave my job, I'm, I'm getting rid of one income. And my husband for the next six months, who wasn't totally into network marketing at the beginning was the one that was trying to convince me to leave my job. He said, you are only able to put in maybe two hours a day to this business. What if you could give full-time effort? Could you imagine what you can do? And I was like, well, yeah, but I'm going to have to take a pay cut. And so he continued to every day, like you are stressing yourself out. You're doing so much and you have, you know what it takes to build this business. You just need more time. So at that point, by my year and a half mark, I left my full-time job. Um, it was shortly, just a couple months thereafter that I hit the six figure mark and, um, you know, that was pretty much, you know, a big turning point for me was leaving my full-time job. I was able to double my income um, within three months of leaving my full-time job. Was there a specific aha moment, like a light bulb moment where you feel like you finally got it and things really took off? Oh, goodness. Um, you know, at that moment, I probably would have thought I had it. <laughs> but then in my, let's see, in my third year, you know, for me, I really want to develop leaders in my business. That is my goal. I want other people to experience the success that I have right now. And I want them to create freedom, whatever that freedom looks like for them, you know, time freedom, financial freedom, whatever is most important to them. And in my third year, even though I was earning a great income, I really had only developed a couple leaders that year. And that was probably, it was a huge turning point because I looked at myself as a leader and thought, okay, what can I do better? This isn't about everybody else. How can I improve? I am the only person that I can only control me. I can't control anybody else, but I can control me. So how can I grow faster, you know, to help these leaders, to, you know, develop more leaders? And in my fourth year, um, I was able to develop 15 new leaders who are now creating, you know, incredible success in their business. So that was a huge turning point for me is when I stopped thinking, well, this person is saying no, or this person started with me and isn't doing anything in their business. And I started just looking at myself hmm. and how can I become better? What did you do to become better? So what I, you know, personal development, of course, reading tons of books and implementing and taking action, which I've always done. But the thing that I was missing was 
I wasn't building those relationships as well as I could have with my team. So I actually, what I did was I created a mastermind where every week we get on a Zoom and I, I handpicked people, coaches on my team. And I said, you know, I want to do a mastermind once a week. We will go through different things on personal development. We will go through our successes. We will go through our struggles. But we are going to work once a week in this group to help push beyond our comfort zones, to help get over any limiting beliefs we have, to really create success in our lives and our business. And those mastermind Zooms, I've been doing them now for maybe close to two years or a year and a half. Um, and that has been the biggest turning point for me was just having, you know, developing deeper relationships with my team and being able to work with them on a more one-on-one -on -one basis. How do people qualify for that mastermind? Did you, yeah, just, so, did you just step anyone or do you have to do certain criteria? Because obviously your time is very valuable. Right. They had to be helping at least one person. Very simple. Not a hard qualification to make. They had to have helped one person so that I knew that they were actively doing something in their business. They didn't have to know how to be incredibly successful in their business. They just had to be showing up. And so if they were showing up consistently, you know, on team trainings, asking questions, showing up in our team Facebook group, then those were the people that I, that I reached out to. And these are well, weekly, and how long would these masterminds be? 40 minutes. Wow, 40 very minutes short. So it's basically you teaching, yeah. you teaching, you sharing. Sort of. At first it was. It was, you know, going through their goals, what they wanted to accomplish for the week, what their action items were the, for the week, because I didn't want to focus so much on the results. I wanted to focus on action. Hmm. I wanted them taking more action. I wanted them failing more. So, um... I'm sure a lot of you have read Gopher know, and one of the things that he talks about is the fifth level of failure is failing exponentially with a team. And so my goal was I want to fail more. I want to fail exponentially, but I want to get my team to fail with me. I don't want them to be afraid of failure. I want them to be going out seeking failure and experiencing it more so that they're getting the results that they want in their business. Because truly, that's the only way we can achieve success is through failure. Mm. It's a stepping stone. Yeah, very, very good. Um, out of your five and a half years, what is your worst, worst moment, your biggest quote-unquote failure that maybe you even have regrets you did this business, but because you stayed in there, you learned some valuable lessons and you are where you are today because of that? Okay, so the, the, I, I've heard this question and I always think about that. Like, what is my biggest failure? Um, I've had so many. I, I could spend an hour just going through failure after failure after failure. I am not that person that just jumped to success, although it looks like it in the last couple years. Um, I failed a lot in the beginning. But the one thing with any of my failures is I never had a moment that I thought I was going to give up, um, except in the beginning. But I knew I would never give up because my vision was bigger than that. Mm. Like. I write out my vision for my life every single morning and nothing else matches with my vision except for this. So there aren't any other options for me. Like network marketing is the only option for me. Coaching is the only option for me. And so it's the only thing that aligns with my goals, my vision and my priorities. But the one failure I had that crushed me. I mean, we're talking tears for probably like 24 hours. Um, I was, I was, um, 
going after a certain rank in the company. And um, this was before I'd hit the top rank in the company, obviously. And in, in our company, you have to hold your rank for a six week time frame before you actually um, rank advance. And so I was on the sixth week, the last, the seventh day of the sixth week of qualifications, and I lost the qualification. I lost the rank advancement. And it took me a whole nother year to get back to that rank. And I would say that's the biggest failure because you're like, as a leader, you you're, you feel like my team isn't even holding their ranks. I, I suck. What can I do better? Like, and, and you just start internalizing everything and, you know, you almost feel hopeless in a sense. Mm. And, but so I allowed myself a little pity party for a little bit, but not for too long. <laughs> uh, it was for about 24 hours. And then I said, you know what? The only way that I can get there is by continuing to take action and figuring this out. Mm. And I just have to take a little bit longer to figure it out, which is okay. Because at that moment, I realized I have this vision. I believe in my ability to figure it out. And every failure that I go, that I grow through, because I, I, honestly, every failure that you have, you're growing through that failure to get closer to that level of success. But when you grow through that failure, you can turn around and help somebody else because anyone on your team is going to fail and they need to know that you went through that failure too. So now when this happens to someone on my team, I know what they're going through. I can have empathy. I can reach out. I can give them tools and solutions on how to move forward, how to move past that. Mm, that is really good. That's something you should. Everyone should be sharing and posting. Okay, you can for every fail, you can turn around and help someone else. That, and you feel better too because if you just focus on yourself, you get into a pity party. Oh, things are terrible. But we can always turn and be grateful and help someone else, and that put taking our attention away from ourselves. Right, right. Well, and and any struggle I'm going through in life, in business, whatever it is, by overcoming that, you're going to be able to turn around and help so many people out there who are having that same struggle that you had because you you believe in yourself you have confidence to know that you can overcome that but you can then turn around and help those people who don't quite have that confidence yet that they can overcome it yes really really good stuff hey um before we start you said you've been listening to mom nation for a while right yes then when did you start listening to it I, I want to say it was the last year, the end of 2015. My team and I, what we did was in, I think it was January of 2016, we set up an event on Facebook and every day, every day for the entire month of January, we'd all listen to an MLM Nation podcast, whichever one we wanted to, and then we would share our takeaways in the event. And so everybody was learning from the different takeaways from each other. And then they would be like, oh, I need to listen to that one. And so, you know, that way they would know what they were going to listen to the next day. That is really good. That's a, so everyone can listen to different episodes because we have like close to 300 episodes there. They take one aha moment and share. It's kind of like a mastermind again, sharing ideas. Yep. So I'm going to uh, you, you tell I'm really big on that because I feel like as an individual, we can only grow so much. But when we have the perspective of somebody else, that helps us grow to the next level. Yeah, and we also have uh, li- you know limited time as well, right? There's no way you can listen to all 300 episodes or read every single book. But if you, everyone gets one golden nugget they can apply and share it, it's, it's much more effective. You save a lot of time that way. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I have to ask you this question that I normally don't ask people. 
But what's your favorite episode, or which episode did you get your aha moment where and where you applied it? Because I think a lot of listeners too, I'm I'm kind of like calling them out, is because they listen to a lot or they read a lot of books, but they don't implement, they don't take action. So what's one episode that you you remember you got an aha moment, you actually implemented, and you saw results? I don't remember her name, but she was talking about in her Facebook group posting like you know one day a week she would have a question. Um, and everybody would comment questions and she would do a video answering all their questions. And on, you know, another day they would all share successes or on another day. I cannot remember her name. You, you she know, had- it's, um, I need to connect you with, introduce you to her. Jessie Lee Ward. Jessie yes. Lee. I think- awesome. And she's episode 101, I believe. Uh, that actually, in my opinion, was one of the best ones. Every day she's in the group, you know, it's like a trivia day, you know, ask question day or product day. Yeah. Right. Very good yeah. stuff. Yeah, and so though I'm I'm a huge action taker. Like I will pause something and go and take action on it. I was on a mastermind the other day with a few other um, top coaches in the company, and I like they were going through things, and I immediately had to go on my computer and like take action. Like I didn't even wait until we ended. So I I have an addiction to action. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'll connect you with her. She's awesome, super awesome, and she's rocking it in her business. Uh, I think you guys, you two, will get along really, really well. Awesome. Thank you. That'd be awesome. Hey, um, and again, I'm throwing curveballs at you here that normally, because yeah. what's one, you talk about at the beginning, you grew, right? Um, in your first year, you made like 6,000. 6, then, then the more you grow, then, then the better people you track and you become a leader. What's a good beginner book for people, for them to grow? And I, I'm going <laughs> to ask you another question, the best book to recommend, but for beginners who are new, what's a good book they should read? So honestly, um, my first, my first whole book that I went through was GoPro. And I know everybody says that on your, on the MLM nation, but for me, when you look at my business and how I connect with people and how I talk with them and how I network, it is, it really is all the principles that you will find in GoPro. Mm -hmm. Um, with, so that would be my, probably the, the one that I always have, you know, newer, newer coaches reading. Awesome. Uh, what would you consider your proudest moment in network marketing? Um, so there's so many, actually. I, I'm really, I don't see struggle. I'm kind of different in that way. Like I, when, if there's a struggle in my business, I look at it as an opportunity to grow because we don't grow when it's easy. We grow through the struggles. So um, I get excited about everything, like overcoming the struggle. <laughs> um, but one of my prouder moments was watching my coaches reach um uh an elite level and watching them cross the stage at our annual event um i just tears everywhere you know it's like having a child i don't have kids but i feel like that's what parents feel (laughs) when they get to see you know see their kids perform at an event or watch them playing soccer um just knowing that they're reaching the level of success in their business that they've been working hard for. Um, those are always my proudest moments. What excites you about network marketing now? And how have you seen the industry change in the last five years? For sure. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, when I got started, I had a Facebook, but I didn't have an Instagram and a YouTube and, you know, all these different social media channels. And I feel like now it's so much easier to connect with people. Um, but what what excites me about network marketing is the people. I mean, when you get to surround yourself with people that just live life at a higher game, like that is to me the 
I, I don't want to say the only way to live, <laughs> but for me, it's the only way to live. Like I want to surround myself with people who want to get everything out of life that they possibly can. And, you know, people in network marketing just, they live life more mm. fully. I hate to say that, but it's true. <laughs> no, definitely. Yeah. I mean, look at it. It's Friday afternoon, 3 p.m. here. I'm hanging at home and you're hanging at home and we're just having fun chit-chatting. Well, most people are at the jobs waiting to, can't wait to leave, especially where we live in Southern California, can't wait to get home or they're only left work early so they can beat the traffic, but still stuck in traffic on Fridays, right? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I built this business. If you think about it, I built this business in the amount of time most people in California spend in their cars to and from work. Like building a six, seven figure income in that, you know, that many hours is incredible. Yep. And by the way, if you're in Southern California, we're not like we're picking on you. Say, hey, that should motivate you. Go make a couple prospecting calls during your commute, right? Go right. do something. Because like uh, most people in Southern California, they spend at least an hour to an hour and a half commuting. And that's time where you could be making one follow-up call and building your business. Totally. ML Nation, do you want to grow your business faster and make 2017 your best year ever? Now you must go to my training, No BS, No Hype USA in Los Angeles or No BS, No Hype in Australia on the Gold Coast. Now, you probably already seen on Facebook what people have said about my training workshops or the videos, what I've done in Australia. And now I'm bringing my No BS, No Hype training to North America as well. This three-day event is on January 27, 28, 29 in Los Angeles and will feature not only three days of training for me, but you also learn from seven-figure and multiple six-figure earners. And right now, you can get up to $400 off. Yes, you can save up to $400 and get your early bird tickets at mlnation.net forward slash events. And for my friends down under in Australia, I've got something super exciting for you as well. We're also doing our first major big generic training event in Australia and the Gold Coast on June 30th, July 1st, and July 2nd. This would be at least 10 times better, I promise. If you like my previous trainings, this would be at least 10 times better than my normal workshops. Go check it out at mlnation.net forward slash events. Now, if you listen to ML Nation, you already know how the major breakthroughs for almost all the leaders came at an event. And now it's your turn to have that breakthrough. So go make the best investment you can today and attend No BS, No Hype. Go to mlnation.net forward slash events. Again, that's mlnation.net forward slash events. And I look forward to seeing you there. You've been awesome. Some really quick questions to pick your brain, okay? And the first one, so these could be shorter answers. Uh, the first one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes? That motivates you. Um, success, and it's 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 one that most everybody knows, but it's truly my favorite. Success is going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm, because I think that is one of the reasons why I have achieved the level of success I have um, in network marketing. Is because throughout each failure, I am excited. And I know, and, and that's truly, I mean, in go for no, he, he talks about that, the, you know, the failing and failing more and seeking out failure and then seeking out more failure and being super enthusiastic about failure. And I think that is when your business and your life becomes easier because you've changed your perspective on failure. Mm. How, but how do you not get down to the failure? Is it, is it you going back to the vision again? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I have a strong, it wasn't always easy, okay? that That's what, in the first couple of years, when I would fail or I would miss a goal, I would cry, I'd be in tears. I Oh, it was, it was, I look back and I'm like, gosh, I wasted so much energy on that. But I had, you know, again, I had to grow through that. And now it's just different. You change, you change your mindset. So I was listening to um, what my personal development right now is the 12 week year. I'm not sure if you're familiar with mm. that one. Um, but the 12 week year, and he, he was talking about our brains and we have the, I think it's the frontal cortex or something like that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm probably butchering it. But um, that part of your brain allows you to dream and have vision and have these visions for your life. But then there's your amygdala, is that how you say it? Um, and that part of your brain actually is the fear, the hesitations, the doubts, you know, um, and that part of our brain always pulls people away from going after their, going after their dreams and their goals and what they want out of life because of that fear. And so you actually physically, like in our brains, you have to retrain your brain. That's why visualization and affirmations and things work so well for people because you are actually physically retraining your brain to think differently. And so after years, I've retrained my brain to just see things differently. It's not that I don't have struggles, but a struggle will maybe frustrate me for five or 10 minutes and I snap out of it thinking, okay, how how am I gonna use this for good? How Mm -hmm. am I gonna use this to overcome? What is the solution? What am I gonna try? Because I will try and try and try and fail and fail and fail to figure out that solution because then I get to turn around and teach it to somebody else. Yes, yes. And the common characteristic of all top people who are successful in regards to what field is the power of visualization, right? I think one of the things I start off with, I talk about my movie ever, on Evernote, a list of images, all the person I am, the successes, and where I'm going. And, you know, if, if you're listening to this, all oh, you know, a visualization, it's a hocus pocus, whatever, you know, we all visualize. The only difference is you know, Christie's visualizing success while most people visualizing negative, right? They think they're visualizing, like, for, I'll give an example, right? And Christy, you can talk more about this. Um, when you, you're visualizing success, and even though, so no matter what happens, you know what's going to ha- happen to you, the end story. While most distributors, they're visualizing the 10 people that said no to them. Or, right. I have, or I'm visualizing, I'm stuck there. I'm, I'm stuck and I haven't made any money. I'm trying to prove, trying to make it work. While you're visualizing, hey, like running the Iron Man, you made it already. You got the medal already. Right in the middle. You're not visualizing, I hope I make it. Because you know if you're on the bike ride, that last marathon, at mile 20, you're hoping you make it. You're not going to make it. You're visualizing. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think most people are stuck in the past. They're old, but they're always visualizing. Right. Um, and that, Sorry, I keep throwing out all these great books, but there's so many good ones. Uh, the Miracle Morning for Network Marketers is a great one to help you like start to make a habit of visualization because you, you're so right, Simon, people are visualizing every day, but they're visualizing the fear, the negativity, the doubt, the hesitations, why it's not going to work instead of looking at all the reasons why it will work. Mm -hmm. And you know, that my second year in the company, my goal was the top rank in my company (laughs) and it took me five years, but I didn't lose focus on that, even though I didn't reach it in my second year, because I knew that I was going to get there. I I could visualize it. I could see it happening. I didn't know when, but I knew it would because I wasn't going to give up. Hmm. I was going to do what it took every single day for myself to grow into that goal. What's uh, one habit that's helped you become successful? Is it the visualization? If you want to give it your best habit. 
My best habit is that I always like every morning I have a like a planner to do list. Um, but before I write out my to do list or what I need to get done that day, I actually write out my goals and my vision first because I want to connect those action items on my to do list. Why am I doing this? It's not that every day I wake up and I'm like, I just feel like working today. I love what I do, but there are days that I just want to be lazy too. <laughs> you know, there are days I just want to sit on the couch and do nothing. What gets me, what fires me up, what gets me going is that vision, you know? So it is that visualization. Um, but I write it down. I'm really a pen to paper type person. So I like to write out the goals, my plan, and then my action items, and then my to-do list so that I'm connected connecting. Why am I doing those things? Like I was telling my team the other day, it's like I had calls today to connect with people, to network. And I didn't want to make those calls. I didn't want to make them. They're in my calendar and I didn't want to do it. But you know, one of the biggest things that has, has gotten me to this level is that I make a decision. I commit to that. And no matter how I feel, I follow through. Hmm. And that's really the biggest thing with, with people, any successful person you'll meet. It, they don't act on their feelings. They act on their commitment. Yeah. You yeah. know? And so for me on those days, I might do a little bit more of my personal development, but I always start out with that visualization, my vision, my goals, my plan, and then action items. And once I start taking action, that feeling of not wanting to do it, you know, goes away. Yeah. It's, you know, top performance. You live according to the calendar. Right, people yeah. think, "Oh, that's so boring." But you know what? Living according to the calendar creates freedom. Discipline right? is the key to your freedom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So discipline is so boring, but you know, discipline creates freedom. It's like a paradox. Yeah. You may seem so boring and be disciplined, but that actually will give you the freedom, will allow you to stay at home on a Friday at three p.m. like the way Christy is. Right. You know, it's like working well, out, and- right? Like I'm sure you work out. You tremendous discipline for Iron Man. Even if you hate it, if it's on the calendar, you just have to do it, whether you like it or not. How you're feeling, yeah. you just do it. Yep, exactly. Well, and so like last week, was it last week? Last week we were in San Diego. We live in Northern California. Last week we were in San Diego. The week before we were in San Luis Obispo at a wedding. And so when our friends said they had a wedding, we decided to take the whole week and go go to San Luis and stay there. Um, the week before that, we were at um, a resort in Ranchos Palos Verdes. So the last three Hey, that's weeks- where I live. Oh, really? Where did you go? Terranea? Terranea, yeah. We that's like five minutes from me. Oh my gosh, how funny. Well, next time you're yeah. in the Palos Verdes, let me know. I will, definitely. Yeah, and so, you know, three weeks. What job would allow me to just take three weeks in a row and go? You know, so that discipline creates the freedom in my life that we get to choose every day where we want to be. Absolutely. Yeah. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? Oh, I- Best piece of advice. Um, ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I don't. My my dad actually. My dad told me when I was younger, and I never understood the meaning of it. Sorry, I had to. I had to think about this one. Um, he said, "Can't never did anything." Mm. And I'm sure a lot of people have heard that. Can't never did anything. My parents told me that all while I was growing up, and it was. You know, when, when I got started in network marketing, I was still living paycheck to paycheck. Yes, I had a good job. Yes, I made a decent income. But in California, you know, California isn't cheap. 
We, like, <laughs> we are one of the most expensive states. And so even though I made a decent income, I really didn't have any freedom financially. I was still broke. I was still living paycheck to paycheck. And I remember saying, well, you know, people would come to me and say, oh, you want to do this? You want to go here on vacation? Oh, I can't afford that. And even saying that, I had to change my communication to myself. Instead of saying, I can't, I had to switch that to, how can I afford that? Hmm. Right? So in my business, I don't say, I can't do that. How can I do that? Because you all can figure it out. There is plenty of information out there. I have so many. I have over 200 training videos for my team. I promise you, you can figure it out. I promise you there's somebody out there who has done a training on what you want to learn to get to where you want to go. Yeah, so true. And you're right about California. It's expensive. You know, I always talk about if you make $100,000 a year in California, that's worse than welfare. Because you're working, because <laughs> you're, you're probably at a job where you're working your butt off, and after taxes, expenses, you're just like, it's better to just be on welfare and not do anything, right? Because housing and taxes, it eats, it eats up everything. And then you have to commute as well, pay gas, car insurance, you know, all that stuff. So, hey, yeah, I know these are supposed, supposed to be short, <laughs> short questions, but we, you know, we're having such a good time here. Okay, so uh, a couple more and we'll, we'll let you go because I really appreciate your time. Is that what's your favorite prospecting tool you use? So say you have a qualified prospect. Do you send them a video? Uh, do you do a Zoom meeting? Do you uh, meet them face-to-face and do a flip chart? What do you like to use? Yeah, I use a video. And, you know, the first few years in my business, I used a video that somebody else had recorded. Um, once I got to a level where I'm like, okay, I think I should probably create my own video. So I did that and I have my own video that I use and I send that to them. Um, that is my best tool. It's I've used it since I recorded it. I don't even know how long ago. Um, but with, you know, with newer, newer coaches, newer people coming into my team, they can use my video. Um, so I'm sure whatever company you're in that you're, upline someone in the business has a video a tool that you get to use and use that you know i people will ask me to explain the business and i know the business i know the business inside and out but i don't explain i let myself on the video because i had you know my video was planned out it's very there's a format to it right and what happens oftentimes is if we start to talk we give too much information especially newer you know, when you're new to the business, I know for me, that was one of my biggest faults early on, um, is I would just dump everything onto somebody and I would read back through some of my messages on Facebook, like years later, they would message me. And it's amazing that they even ever contacted me back because I sounded like the biggest salesperson, just, you know, trying to convince them and dumping all this information on them. Um, instead of asking questions, ask more questions, get to know people. People don't care how much you know, they know how much you, they wanna know how much you care, right? Mm -hmm. So the more questions you can ask, not only do you get to know that person better, but you can also find out what solutions they're searching for in their life. Do you have a favorite online resource like a Dropbox or Evernote or a favorite app on your phone that you could recommend? Um, I am pretty simple, like I'm not great with technology, but I love, so I love Google Drive. Um, I can put anything in Google Drive and share it and, you know, use Google Documents. You can make Google Forms. So you can make a form for somebody to fill out. Um, so I love Google Drive. Google Drive is my my go-to. And here's the last question, the million-dollar question. Are you ready? 
I'm ready. I know this question. You know this question. <laughs> Imagine to start all over again. You knew no one. So you didn't know your husband. You didn't know any of your teams. You didn't know your parents. And you're like an alien that went to another planet. Yeah. But you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you do to find prospects or the first place you go to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? Definitely. Um, Facebook and Instagram, because those are my, my big go-to. Um, but I honestly, I love this question because I still do that every single day in my business. I've never gotten comfortable to the point that I'm like, people are coming to me. You know, I want to build new relationships every single day. I want to connect with new people every single day. So I love that question because that wouldn't scare me. You know, I, I, I've already, I have that, the skills and the knowledge to build a network, to build relationships with people. Because when I got started, believe it or not, I had 200 friends on Facebook and I was that person that was like, I don't have a network. Um, but I believed that I could build one. Hmm. What Facebook groups would you ever go to? Is it specific groups or you join? Um, yeah, I would probably, so when I first started, I went to anything that had related to fitness cause I can connect with people on that level. I also have a boxer. She's a, um, a boxer puppy. Her name is Stella. And so I go to boxer Facebook groups, you know, connect with other fur baby parents. Mm-hmm. Um, those are probably my go-to. I love like with Instagram using hashtags and I get pretty specific in my hashtags. So if you're in your town, for example, um, say you live in, well, where do you, you live in Ranchos Palos Verdes, right? Yeah. So there's probably restaurants or gyms or you know, Terranea Resort. That's a perfect one. Um, so use something that's specific when you're looking on, on um, Instagram that is specific to your town or your community or maybe somewhere you travel so that other people wouldn't think of that. You know, there are those typical hashtags that everybody uses and a lot of people go to Google and search, you know, top 30 hashtags, but everybody is using those top hashtags. So get a little bit more specific with it. I'll share one of my tips with you guys. So I'm a, I'm a figure competitor. Um, a nationally qualified figure competitor doing figure competitions. And so a lot of people who are in the competition world love donuts, right? So there's a specific company called Voodoo Donuts. Maybe a lot of you have heard of it. So I would actually build relationships with people, hashtag Voodoo Donuts, because who would, what networker would go to Voodoo Donuts and build relationships with people who like donuts? Me, because I know that competitors like donuts. So I was connecting with other people that had similar interests that I did. Wow. Hey, that's a great way to create curiosity. I didn't know about the donuts. I'm going to check it out after this. Oh, my goodness. It's, they're only in specific states. Um, but a lot of the states that I compete in, that, that's where the voodoo donuts are. So it, it They're actually out. donuts? Like Dunkin' Donuts donuts? Yeah, they're donuts, but they're like covered in lots of goodness like chocolate and peanut butter and nuts and cereal <laughs> uh, just like piled high it's a heart attack waiting to happen <laughs> I, I gotta check it out now hey you've been awesome um really 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 fun talking to you as we wrap up any last words of advice and then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you okay last last words of advice just don't give up on your vision you know, sometimes you're going to have to change the plan to get there. You know, oftentimes we think we're going in, in, in one direction and then we have a setback. You don't have to change the goal. You just change the plan a little bit. But if your vision is strong enough, it will get you through anything. I mean, but if you don't have a strong enough vision, you need to work on that. Because I knew where I was going. I, I could have had the entire world telling me that it, it wasn't possible. 
but I didn't let other people's opinions drown out what I knew I wanted for my life. Um, and if you to connect with me, there's a couple different ways. Um, you can go to my website, christycurtis.com. It's K-R-I-S-T-I-C-U-R-T-I-S.com. Um, also on YouTube, if you just go to YouTube and search, Chris, search Christy Curtis, it'll show up. But it is youtube.com forward slash iron gal biz. I created it like my first month is a when I started network marketing, so it has nothing to do with the rest of my business. But it is all it is all training videos that you can take, um, you know, about how to network, how to grow your your network on social media, um, how to invite people, you know, without sounding salesy, all all sorts of things. So there's tons of training there, and then also my Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash Christy Curtis Fitness. And ML Nation, you know, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've been hanging out with Christy. So keep up the momentum. Go to MLNation.net and just type in Christy. That's K-R-I-S-T-I, K-R-I-S-T-I. And the show notes will pop right up. All the nuggets and the books she talked about will be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So Christy, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We are grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, Christy, and God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Simon. Honestly, um, MLM Nation helped our team so much. MLM Nation, don't forget, if you want a major breakthrough in your business, then you must go to my training, No BS, No Hype USA in Los Angeles, or No BS, No Hype in Australia on the Gold Coast. And right now, you can save up to $400 with an early bird ticket. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash events. Again, mlnation.net forward slash events. And I look forward to seeing you there. ML Nation, the Simon Chan, awesome show from Christine Kronzer. Make sure you connect with her. Um, go to mlnation.net and just search for Christy, K-R-I-S-T-I, K-R-I-S-T-I. And uh, thank her. Really inspiring show. You know, been in the uh, industry for only five and a half years or so. Not only she's the loyal, avid ML Nation listener. That was really cool for me to hear that, you know. And, and she says um, they actually do shows, uh, have her on the team. So this is a big, big takeaway for those who have teams, right? They actually, every week in her mastermind, by the way, in terms of growing, she does a weekly Zoom mastermind with about 40 minutes to an hour where people share. But she initially was her training, but then people share. And they one of the things they do is they take, everyone listens to different episodes of ML Nation. They take their one aha moment that they implemented, and they all share what they learned. I think that is so, so valuable, right? Because, again, you don't. It's, I think, of course, I love it that she did it for ML Nation, but you could also do it if you're reading a book, if people are reading different books, take one aha moment and, and then implement it and share. So all of a sudden, you grow a lot quicker because I know sometimes time is valuable. You can't listen to, you know, we have almost 300 episodes of ML Nation. You can't listen to all 300 of them, right? Or 260 or 270, where we're at. You can't listen to all of them, but you can listen to a couple. And if everyone shares, that's really the power of a mastermind. Okay, really good stuff. Uh, she does a weekly mastermind. To grow her team. Now, a couple of things is it's all about. And she talked about social media growing, uh, social media marketing. She got started in the business because she bought someone else's story. Right? I think a mistake that people make is when you go to social media, uh, people go join groups for business, business groups, and most business groups are not that great because everyone's out there to sell something. Right? There's not really genuine relationships built. But what she did, she joined. 
a Facebook group for Ironman, for triathlon. She's a triath- triathlete, right? She did this incredible Ironman. That's one of my lifetime goals to do an Ironman. So she did triathletes. And, and, and so she built a relationship there. And she met someone that actually, that's all she does. She quit a job to stay, uh, you know, quit a job, good job at Microsoft to and to do work at home and to train. And that was a goal, a dream, right? Could people buy stories? It's not facts, tell stories. No. She bought that. So she didn't even care about the product or anything. It's, you know, she was in the fitness and she wanted to do what someone else did, right? That's really important. The woman didn't talk about how great the products or the business. That was not what attracted her. It was the fact that she has something in common, someone who actually also liked to work out and also, also had the lifestyle, more importantly, the lifestyle that she wanted. Now, she didn't, now, <clears throat> Christy didn't have that success in the beginning, but it's the vision, okay? That's the thing that drives me to every morning I look at my vision, my movie. I talk about the movie that's playing your mind. It's the movie that you create of yourself, the movie you have in your mind. That's what Christy did. Every morning, she look at her vision all the time. She writes it out every single morning. That's why she didn't quit, right? Because every time she thought about it, because network marketing wasn't in line with her dreams. Like, network marketing isn't in line with every one of your dreams, Right? Your job is not. So even no matter how tough it is, don't quit. Because why would you quit something to go back to something that's not in line with the life you want to live? That is a really sad, pathetic life. I'm sorry about that, right? So I'm sorry for those people who quit. Stay in line with your dreams. And another thing she talked about is, you know, give it all. Give it all. I think most of you here, you don't give it all. You don't give it all. Right? You, you don't show up every day. And she talked about showing up every day. It's like for me, it was 4.30 to 6 p.m. I said no to everything. I don't care what was on TV, what, who was hanging out, playing ball, whatever. I didn't care. 4.36, I prospect every day. Lunch hour, I make some prospecting calls too. Okay, maybe if I have a job, sometimes I could, I would do that. For her, every, you know, every coffee break, that was her time, 15 minutes instead of hanging out with social work, you know, her colleagues, she'll go out there and make a phone call. Right, every day, show up every single day, and you know, in time of no time, she was working a forty-hour job and also works training twenty hours a week, twenty plus hours a week for a triathlon. But you can make it happen. Treat it like a job. That was a big aha moment, right? How many of you treat your business like a job? If you treat it like a job, you will show up every single day. Most of you, I know we're in business, we're business owners, but a lot of you, you don't know what it is like a business owner. I, don't, I did not know what it was like to be a business owner working for myself. I had no discipline. It took my mentor to force me to say, Simon, just like, you know, he was actually brutal to me, right? I, a lot of you probably would have hated him, couldn't stand it. He was actually sometimes verbally almost abusing me, but I was like, okay, I got, I want to make money because I knew network marketing was in, a, like Chrissy said, in aligned with my dreams. So I started treating like a job, 4.30 to 6, I showed up every day. You know, same thing with Christy. Showed up every single day. Now, another big thing is, once she made the $70 $70 in her first month, okay, that's when she, her, she, she realized her vision was became a reality, right? Because if you can make $70 in your first month, then it works. You just do a little bit more, more you can make more money, right? As long as you're getting first check. And that's why it's so important. As you talked to a coaching client the, uh, yesterday, it's so important to get someone that first check really quickly because it's a huge belief builder. If you have downlines, you sponsor people, always ask yourself, how can I get that first check in their hands ASAP, as quickly as possible, all right? You got to get that first check. Now, uh, she talked about you know her worst moment. Like every failure, you grow through that failure. You could turn, and the best way when you have a failure is you turn around and help 
someone, right? Have, so you take the tension off of you, and immediately that makes you feel much better. Be grateful for you. Turn around and help someone. You'll make you feel a lot, lot better, okay? Um, really good stuff. You know, she's talking about ever listen to every episode. We talked about that sharing the mastermind. Um, success is fail, going from failure to failure without a loss of enthusiasm. Okay, success is going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. Really good stuff. And, it, it, you know, she talk, talked about it's really visualization, your communication with yourself, right? What you visualize, where you see yourself. And, you know, her dad, her best advice she, her dad gave her was can't never did anything. The word can't never did anything. Oh, you always can. Always ask you, instead of saying, I can't do it, ask you, how can I do it? You know, that's so good. I want to share that with my kids. You know, instead of saying, how, you know, I can't, you know, can't never do anything. Instead of, I can't do this, say, teach my my kids, how can I do that? Really good. And, you know, last single reminder, don't, you know, she explained the business. Don't ever explain the business. Use videos, use a tool, use the upline, you know. Um, And most of us, we give too much information, Okay. Awesome. And the last thing is use hashtags. She used hashtags for social media. That's helped her grow her business. But it all comes down to, you know, really, the whole interview was vision. She knew where she was going. Most of you, do you know where you're going? Have faith in that vision. Replay that vision in your mind over and over again. It's the movie in your mind. That's what's important. That's what's going to pull you forward. And through the worst moments, remember, success is going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. Thank you again, Christine Kronzer. Thank you again. Make sure you reach out to her. Just search for Christy, K-R-I-S-T-I. I'm on Nation. Thank her. Reach out to her. And please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. They're really important, not just for the team, but for the whole MM community. Show them how powerful and strong we are. Show Apple, show iTunes. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Leave an honest review. It takes only one or two minutes, but means a lot. Not just to me, but for the entire MLM community. We need, we're all together. We all should be sticking together as one. So, I'm Simon Chan. I'm loud and proud to be in network marketing. Thanks again for Christy Cronson. Awesome show. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you.